0: passing Gambier on his way back home from a day of raiding. Fishermen hate sea lions, call them pirates of the sea. They'll take one bite from each fish in your net, spoiling the whole catch, and then leave with the best one, waving it at you mockingly as they go. I always secretly liked them. They always danced, so it seemed to me. Drama and tragedy in the water, slapstick comedy when they were on land. He was perhaps fifty meters due east of the dock, treading water and staring at me. He coughed again, sounding very much like Grandfather. I didn't let him interrupt me. I worked a friendly hello wave into what I was doing and kept on dancing. I noticed him out of the corner of my eye from time to time, watching me in apparent puzzlement, but he was no more distraction than a cloud or a gull would have been until there were two of him. For a moment I treaded water myself, planting my feet so that I faced them and dancing only with torso and arms. They were identical, gray and wet, a few meters apart, their eyes and slick heads glistening with reflected sunset. The new one gave a cough of its own, softer and higher. Grandfather and Grandmother meet. They watched me with no discernible expression at all, giving me their complete attention, perfect bobbing Buddhas. So I danced for them. Well, at them. I made no attempt to translate what I was feeling into sea lion dance, To mimic the body language I'd seen them use so they could understand better. Even at 11, I was arrogant enough to be more interested in teaching them my dance language, telling them who I was. When you're that young, expressing yourself is better than being understood. So I continued to dance in human and for the whole cycloramic world of sea and sunset, but began subtly aiming it at the sea lions as though they were the two important critics in a packed theater, or my actual grandparents come to see my solo debut. What luck to have spent my childhood so far from Vancouver's ballet classes that no one had yet told me how I was supposed to move. I was still able to move the way I needed to, to invent anything my heart required. It felt good. That's all this highly trained 46-year-old can remember. For a time machine and video gear, you can have anything I own. The sea lions were 20 meters closer, and there were four of them now. They were treading water in ragged formation, close enough for me to see whiskers. By logical extension of my original whimsy, the new arrivals were the paternal grandparents I'd never met, the Macleods, Ghosts in the audience. It gave an added layer of meaning to what I was doing, as much awareness of mortality and eternity as an eleven-year-old is capable of. I danced on. The first breezes of evening found the sweat under my hair and on my chest and chilled them. I increased my energy output to compensate. I was grinning, spinning. Seven sea lions, 20 meters away, faces absolutely blank, staring. Everything came together. Sea, sky, purple clouds of sunset, sea lions. To generate that special magic always sought and so seldom found, I lost myself. The dance began dancing me. It burst out of me like laughter or tears without thought or effort. My legs were strong, wind infinite, ideas came, every experiment worked and suggested the next. There's a special state of being, the backwards of a trance, where you transcend yourself and become a part of everything, where you seem to stand still while the world dances around and through you. Many dancers never experience it. I'd been to that level a few times before for fleeting moments. This time I knew I could stay as long as I wanted. Time stopped. I went on. Even an eleven-year-old body has limits. Every dance has a natural, logical end. Eventually, with warm contentment and mild regret, I left nirvana and returned to the world of illusion again. I was still upright, arms upthrust toward the clouds, reaching for the unseen stars. The float was ringed by more than a dozen sea lions, the farthest within five meters of me. I looked round at them all, half expecting them to clap and bark like cartoon seals. They stared at me, bobbing in silent syncopation, seeming to be thinking about what they'd just seen. My first applause. I bowed deeply, and then waved grandly. Darkness was falling fast. Sweat dripped from me, my soles tingled, and many muscles announced their intention to wake up stiff tomorrow. I was perfectly happy. This, I thought, is what I'm supposed to do. My thing, as mom was always calling it, what I would do with my life. I understood now what I had always sensed, that mom was going to hate it, though I didn't.